Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 29 of the Photography Q&A podcast. All right, so last week we did weddings. This week we're going to do sports photography. So the reason I started in photography was to shoot my daughter figure skating. She'd been skating for about a year. The moment I realized that I could make money was when I was stood in a lineup waiting to buy photos of her at her first competition. The club had hired a company to shoot stills and video and they looked really professional. The quality of the images, not so. They had a stand in the foyer of the rink and I lined up for at least 40 minutes to get to be able to see my daughter's images and then when I did... It cost me $50 for a CD back in the day. A CD with seven images. They only took seven pictures of her. So I was in the line for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, paid 50 bucks for this CD for seven images. And the lineup lasted from eight in the morning until eight at night. They were just making a fortune. So I ended up with seven images. So all the time I was in the lineup thinking, I can do better than this. And all I need is the equipment. (laughs) So like with most things I do, I have to get someone to okay it for me first just to make sure my ideas are okay so what i did over the next week i put together in photoshop a collage like a faded collage like a background image and then some other images joined in of my daughter put the club logo on it and her name and the year and everything and it looked really cool it's my first one i've still got it framed somewhere in the house it was my first one so what i did on the first night of practice juniors practiced on uh, say a, a Tuesday and on Thursday it was the older girls so I went in Tuesday and I went in Thursday I went in Tuesday showed the parents what I'd done and if anyone was interested in me doing the same thing for them with their images I can't remember what I charged it probably wasn't too much but I was inundated it was crazy got lots of interest the second day I arrived on the th- two days later for the older girls there was parents that had heard about it and they already had their CD waiting for me with cash. Yeah, so it just confirmed to me that there was a market. Obviously, there's a market. These guys had a lineup for 12 hours and we're making a fortune. So I thought, I can do that, and that's what I did. So I decided to buy a DSLR. I got a Nikon D70 with a 70-200 to zoom, and it was okay. It was okay. I bought a used D200, which was an excellent camera, for about two weeks. I got it used from someone online who wasn't too far away promised me it was excellent it wasn't (laughs) it died after two weeks so i got it really cheap so i i just took it as a loss it wasn't worth it so i shot that for the first year and then i switched to canon and i've been with canon ever since i've shot lots of sports from figure skating synchronized skating was pretty cool with the large groups of girls ice hockey ringette it's basically a hockey stick without the curve with the curve cut off so it's just a stick and use a rubber ring on the ice and those girls are so skillful my goodness they're really good soccer highland dancing believe it or not show jumping softball dog agility during the winter i was uh, at the rink and in the summer i was outdoors If I wasn't shooting sports, I then got into weddings and all the other stuff. So, yeah, so that's how I got into sports. So, equipment. Sports are fast moving, so you need a good camera body with a fast autofocus. The more you spend on a camera body, the better chances are that it's going to be a good autofocus. 
a fast frame rate is also necessary. Six frames a second will work. 10 frames a second makes your life an awful lot easier. That's not to say that all I did was spray and hope, meaning that you just keep your finger on the trigger and it just kicks out images and hopefully one of them's okay. My camera that I ended up using is 10 frames a second. You can get a lot faster now. 10's pretty good though. When you have a camera that can shoot high-speed shots, you don't need to keep your finger on the button. You just need to do it for less than a second, say half a second. For example, in soccer, if a kid goes to kick the ball, it doesn't take long, maybe half a second, from pulling the leg back to making contact with the ball. So if your camera can do 10 frames per second, you'll get four or five images during the period that the kid's trying to kick, from them pulling the leg back to making contact. If your camera does five frames per second, you're only going to get two and probably the third might get it or you might be a little bit after the impact. Now you can improve your timing with practice, which I did with my original Nikon, but you're still going to miss an awful lot of shots. 10 frames per second will nail it nearly every time. Well, it will. You won't have a problem. Okay, so next we have lenses. For most sports, you need at least a 200mm focal length. Your best bet is the 70-200 zoom. It's not cheap. On the mirrorless bodies, it's definitely not cheap, but it will earn you lots of money. I remember getting my first 70-200 and it paid for itself within the month. And that was in profit, not gross. It paid for itself within a month. Alright, not all sports need a long lens. Basketball, for instance, only needs a 35 up to, say, an 85 focal length. School games indoors require a prime lens. So if you've got a 35 1.8 or a 50 1.8 or an 85 1.8, you will be fine. You see some of the guys, they sit right under the basket, just slightly off court. I'm thinking they're going to be using a 35 maybe a 50 but you'd have to sit down and try it. I've never shot basketball so I can't really tell you how I have um, read a few things about it and that's the focal length that they use so that's where you're going to be looking you don't need a 70 to 200. If you're going to be shooting a full day of sport consider using a monopod. Now a monopod is a one-legged tripod it's just a pole. My first one was a $24 special it was, uh, I thought it was really good, but it was probably only good for holding like the weight of, a, of your uh, phone or something like that. It lasted a couple of hours. I was, sh- I can't remember what I was shooting. I think it was a soccer game. And as soon as you put the weight of a 70 to 200 zoom on it with a good sized camera body, the weight of it just made this thing just slide down constantly. The little locks on the leg wouldn't stay in place. So I was constantly just sliding forward. It was brutal. It was easier to handhold than use it. So I ditched that the week after I got myself a, a Manfrotto, M-A-N-F-R-O-T-T-O, a Manfrotto monopod. I don't know what model it is. It's not available at the moment. It's, it's in the house somewhere. And I really haven't had a problem with that thing it's, 16 years I've not used it maybe for a couple of years but it's a really good thing to have you don't need a ball head on it you just screw it straight to the lens collar the 70 to 200s come with a lens collar and you screw it onto there not the bottom of the camera so it means that the weight is balanced and you just get it at the right height and you just you can just support your camera with that all day and it saves your back really does save your back So which sport are you going to shoot? The vast majority of sports photographers start shooting professionally as I did. If your kid's at a sporting event, you might as well make some money while they're there. 
If you're going to be choosing a sport to shoot, give it a try before you offer your services. You don't want to just jump in and A, screw it up, and B, you get into this, you do a contract, say, with a team, and you really don't like shooting it. It can make for a really nasty day when you're shooting something you don't enjoy. My favourite was dog agility. One thing, you could sit in a lawn chair, which I love doing in the sun. (laughs) The other was that I love dogs. I'm just a dog person. And they are so clever. These dogs are trained to such a high standard. And trying to capture the fastest dogs like a border collie, jumping over the the big jumps, the speed those things go is incredible. I made my most money from figure skating. The least was Highland dancing. Yeah, Highland dancing. 12 hours of bagpipes and a bunch of cheap British parents. What could possibly go wrong? I made hardly any. It wasn't even worth getting up out of bed. It was brutal. They are so cheap, Brits. Anyway, how are you going to get customers? If you're going to shoot sports, you need to look at getting customers differently. Instead of single clients and small groups, you need to market to one group that represents many. And that one group is a sports club committee. So you've got a president, vice president, and then you've got all the other people that specialise in being a secretary, you know, whatever, bookkeeping. You need to hit the committees. If you want to shoot kids soccer, for instance, find out the name of the local club that runs the local league. In this area, we have one club. Well, the nearest town to me, I'm in between two towns. Each one has its own club. So they run all the age groups from 5 to 18. And in each age group, you might get minimum four teams. Most likely there's a lot more depending on how big your town or city is. The potential is to make a lot of money. So by hitting one of these committees and well not physically hitting them but I mean like contacting them and selling yourself to them is a great idea. Find the website and make a note of all the names and contact information for all the committee members and find out where they have their meetings if possible. Some of them will be around at someone's house which is Nothing you can do about it, but a lot of them will be at an arena or something local. Turning up with a couple of boxes of donuts isn't out of the question. So put together some prices and make sure the club gets a percentage. They need money to run. So if you can help them raise money by giving them, you know, fix a price and give them 10% back. If you do a thousand, they get a hundred. You do ten thousand, they get a thousand. It's great. They'll love you for it. And the chances are that the person that's doing the pictures at the moment is the uncle of one of the kids that was playing on a team in that league four or five years ago. The family's not even playing in that league anymore, and the uncle's still doing pictures, pretty bad ones, and he's not giving them any kickback. So go in, be professional, and offer them a kickback on everything. And don't forget those donuts. Okay, so I want you to email all the committee members at the same time. That way, someone is sure to bring you up at the next meeting. In that email, I want you to mention the percentage that you're willing to give the club of whatever you make. Now, there is a simple way to make money from sports, and that is just turn up and offer your services to the parents. I've done it over the years, and it works really well. So I have a poster that I've made up that is two feet by three feet. It is 24 by 36 inches in size. On that, I have an image of a poster that I've made and also a magazine cover that I've made. I also have prices for the posters in different sizes because not everyone wants a two feet by three feet poster, but most do. Don't offer too many, though. It gets confusing. Just offer two sizes, a small and a large. 
with the magazine covers, they're 8x10, so they're simple. Also put on it your phone number and mention that the photographer is walking around at the moment taking pictures. If you want images taken of your kid, go talk to him. It's as simple as that. Oh, and don't forget your web address. They need to know how to get to your website, most important of all. I will have the poster on an A-frame sandwich board. Just a simple thing that folds out. The last time I did it, I, I just had the poster. And I just popped it on the wall near the door where everyone could see it. And then I wandered off and started taking pictures. By the time I'd finished taping it up, there was a little crowd around it of kids and a couple of parents. I kept glancing over and there was constantly parents looking at it constant they were coming out of the stands going down and looking at it once the parents see the picture and you've got written at the bottom of it contact the photographer he's walking around i have people coming up to me all the time while i'm taking pictures and the big thing is you don't have to buy any donuts you buy those for yourself with the money that you've just made there you go win-win okay so next we've got look after your customers this is really important when you're dealing with these committees because every year they vote people in and out of that committee. And some of them like you. Some of them want Uncle Bill to come back and do the pictures. As part of the deal, you'll do headshots of the committee members so it can go on the website. I even did a logo for one of the figure skating clubs. They had this crappy thing that someone had sketched. So I did them a nice logo and they loved it. So look after them. Give them coupons for your other services like your family portraits and weddings. Being the club photographer can be very lucrative, so look after the people that hold all the power, and trust me, the power changes on a regular basis. It can also build the rest of your business. If you do weddings or you do portrait sessions, you will get members of the committee and members of the club, not just the committee. If they bought pictures from you and they like what you do, you know, they're going to book you for other things also. So be nice to people and they'll be nice to you. So what products should you be selling? The big processing labs offer lots of products for sport teams. You should be able to sell most of them. Some of them are just old-fashioned. Like, yeah, baseball and softball, the kids like the cards. But they really will enjoy a poster a lot more than those. They really will. Yeah, use some of the things that the big processing labs sell. But I wouldn't go the whole hog because everybody else is doing it. If you can come up with your own style of posters, collages, and like I do magazine covers too, it'll put you on another level. Most photographers only shoot posed photos. They don't like to do action. That's where you can make your money. It's, it's crazy that someone has got a contract for a local sports team. There might be 800 kids playing soccer for that club. 800. And that's not an exaggeration. Some of them are massive. 800 kids and all you're doing is turning up and taking post pictures like these guys they'll turn up and they'll do photo shoot on like three nights of the week when the games are being played and they cram them in and it's just there it's nothing there it's, it's pointless if you turned up a couple of nights a week just for an hour and took pictures of a certain team got some action shots of each kid like they're always the ball's always going towards someone you can always get pictures of them in action doesn't take long to wait and if you just wait there for one game a week you would have action shots of every kid and i promise you a poster with a kid actually doing the sport instead of just standing there or kneeling there and smiling is a way easier thing to sell they want them so get known as a professional sports photographer that offers cool products Shooting sports can be a lot of fun and it's a great way to earn money. Like I say, sitting in a lawn chair, shooting dogs, jumping over fences, it's the best thing in the world. Make sure you offer action shots, whatever sports you're doing, and custom products that other photographers don't do. If you do the same as everyone else, then there's no reason to use you when someone else comes along with a lower price. Use professional equipment 
and capture the best images you can. Cheap lenses won't focus fast enough on sports. They just don't, trust me. Your quality will be awful. And that's it. I think we covered just about everything. Buy good equipment, shoot action, not poses, and work on your products. I'm going to be doing some videos showing you how I do collages, magazine covers, posters. And the latest version of Photoshop has got this really neat selection tool. When I used to do collages, I used to make another layer of the image. And if I wanted to go around a person's body, I would use an eraser and carefully go around and blend it in and mess around for hours and hours but they look good when they were done now photoshop has just blown my mind this week because they've got this little thing that you click on click on the subject your person in the image it works on it for a couple of seconds and then bingo it's cut it out and all you have to do is copy and paste and you can put it wherever you want you can delete the background you can put them on a white background for doing collages it's cut the work time down on a collage by hours so i'm going to do a video on this because i'm it really is it's got my little juices flowing it's crazy anyway that's it for this week uh, i look forward to talking to you again hope you enjoyed it and you found it useful yeah join the facebook group that's what i want you to do this week if you're not if you're not a member join the facebook group all right talk to you next week Bye.